Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. So fast, I didn't know it was coming. Go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> didn't know it was coming. 1035. Take a look at your clock. Sorry, I wasn't Come on ready. Now. What are we doing here? Go ahead. It's a professional program. All right. We're going to start off here Is this it, week. Uh, you know, to some extent. Some people would call it that. We'll start out with you this week, Pete. We've already talked a little oh. bit about this, but it is the NBA All-Star Weekend. Arguably one of the last kind of interesting All-Star Weekends in sports, at least to my opinion. We said uh, earlier Philadelphia G-Leaguer and now two-way contract star Mac McClung won the dunk mm-hmm. contest while Weber State's own Damian Lillard Took home the three-point crown last night. Tonight is the actual event. Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves gunning for that MVP award, uh, he has said. He had some fun comments, too. We'll talk about a little bit later on, uh, early on next hour, I should say. Uh, But, Pete, my question here is halfway through the season, Timberwolves are around 500. They're looking okay. What's uh, What's your predictions for the second half of the year? You know, I think they can actually start putting it together a little bit more. You know, there's been enough injuries in the way of getting this thing going the way we would expect. And I think uh, early in the season we talked about, well, by December, you know, I think they'll start to get a little bit more of a gel. And I think we were starting to get there. um, But then Cat's been out, and it's just been a little bit more difficult. But we've done some trades. We've done a few things. I'm actually getting a little bit more confident with the Timberwolves all the time, and I, I just like the fact that I think they were a team that absolutely can score points, and because of that, I think that keeps us in most games. That's a, so I'm leaning towards the Timberwolves to actually do okay in the final couple of you know weeks of the of the season. I know it's more than just a couple of weeks, but I think we can do pretty well and get ourselves positioned to maybe uh, maybe make a little bit of a run. Not not going all the way, but I think we can make a run. Worth noting that the uh, Wolves have a, one of the hardest schedules in the That's second half. That's what I was going to say, one yeah. Of the easiest in the Ooh. first half. However... They have, like, no home games left, right? Like, four or five? Uh, it's not a ton. However, I, I will add, uh, they have a pretty good record against good teams, oddly enough. They've been losing yeah. to bad teams, but they've been well, pretty yes, good against good teams. Good teams are taking time off. Load management. Sorry, I, a nerve again. Well, come on. Top of the hour at 11. Well, I think we're, right, we're going to get into load management. Save your hot takes for them. We talk about it every week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave, we'll move on over to you and a little bit of baseball. It's officially baseball season, right? It's uh, spring goodness. training starting off. we got a game next ah. Saturday. The Minnesota Twins do down in Fort Myers. Uh, Buxton, Correa already reported. Everybody else having to report by, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, expectations? 
relatively high this year, I think. Uh, Cleveland and Chicago didn't do a ton to make their teams better. Nobody was that good last year. The Twins made some moves. The rotation looks at the very least deep, if not top-heavy. So my question is, with these expectations, we're, gosh, are we six or seven years into this front office group? Is this a make-or-break season for the Minnesota Twins brain trust and front office? Really interesting that you asked this because I literally, as I was doing my show prep this morning, uh, and we will talk to Pat Borzi in the next hour, one of the questions I wondered was, is this a make-or-break year for Rocco Baldelli? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and and then does that lead to management? Because you're right. I mean, they, they've continually changed his team. They've tinkered. The reason why I don't think it is for, for Rocco, because I still think that they're tied to him to a degree. You know, they got rid of Paul Molitor uh, after really just one not-so-great season. I, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he had over 100 wins a year before he got fired, didn't he? Yes. Right. so, yeah, so so – I still feel like they're tied to him a little bit, but the farther they move away from that, the re- you know the less that'll be. I they've made so many changes and big money changes. I don't I don't think this is their make or break year, simply because ownership has changed a little bit with the Polad family. But beyond this year, I I think everyone's fair game. I, I truly do. If this is a year that doesn't go well, everyone's seat is hot next year. And I, I, you'd have to assume if, if the front office is gone a lot of the time, and that's why Molitor got fired, right, as there was a new front office. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily yeah. performance-based. It was we right, our right. guy. So the front office is gone. you got to think Rocco is probably on the hot seat yeah. as well. All right, Pete, back over to you. The Arizona sure. Cardinals have a new head coach but also a new defensive coordinator, and he is only 29 Years old. I, I can tell you already know who this is, Pete. Former Golden Gopher and Edina Hornets linebacker Nick Rallis has become mm-hmm. the youngest coordinator in the NFL after spending the past two seasons as the Eagles linebacker coach. We talked about him on the show a little bit in the past here and there, and he's getting a promotion now as the youngest coordinator in the NFL. An insane amount of really great coaches have come out of Minnesota or have Minnesota ties. Pete, mm-hmm. who do you think is the greatest Minnesota coach of all time? Ooh. Oh, man. Gosh, that's tough. I, I would go with Bud Grant. Um, I just, uh, you know, if we're talking about, you know, all the different sports and everything else, Bud Grant, just an unbelievable athlete himself and what he was able to accomplish as a coach throughout his career. Four Super Bowls. Didn't win any, but still, um, I, I think that the guy was just a, a really special individual who did an amazing job and created a bit of a dynasty for the for the Minnesota fans for a number of years. So I, I'd go with Bud Grant. He's also never afraid to wear short sleeves, which is why he's my favorite coach, too. I'm with you on that. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you were going with Bud Grant there, uh, Dave. I thought you were going to go a, a little different, a little hockey direction. You know what? what there's a lot I, of hockey coaches. Uh, but Bud Grant is always really interesting to me. One, just because of the fact that he's a he's just a tough, you know what. But he does his, and I don't know if he did it this year. But like every year for the past couple years, he's done his garage sale where he oh, like yeah. sits out at his house in Eden Prairie and he mm-hmm. sells his stuff. It's so intriguing to me because you just don't see. You can go up and meet Bud Grant and then buy one of his old jackets. I mean, how many coaches do that? I just love that. I love that he does it. Uh, and anyway, it's just always had. 
added that little in, intrigue to me uh, inside mm-hmm. Bud Grant's mind. He's a he's a normal guy when uh, a lot of yes. coaches these gay days are are not exactly normal yeah. guys. <laughs> That's uh, true. Could you imagine Mike Zimmer doing that, yeah. sitting on having to talk to people? <laughs> no, I can't imagine anybody hating anything more. Yeah. All right. Good call. Dave, back to you for the final question. I was on vacation here this last week. If you noticed, I was gone. Uh, that's kind we did of weird, notice. but thank you. Um, we missed you. Well, I appreciate that. I was I was out in Colorado. I was skiing oh, cool. uh, with the family. It was it was a lot of right. fun. And as we were driving down the mountains, uh, we had some music on in the car. My dad played a song, and it got me thinking. Well, first off, it was this song. It's a local song by I have never heard that song Jeff in my life Arundel. Arundel? I've, Arundel. I've never heard it's this called song Harmon Killebrew it is a song wow. about obviously Harmon Killebrew uh, <laughs> and it got me thinking you know maybe it's not the greatest uh, sports song of all time but it was a fun song I, I remember my dad playing it um, when I was younger I think it was on some mix that he had and so it got me thinking <laughs> about favorite sports songs so I asked you guys before the show what your favorite sports-related songs are, and I've I've pulled them up here, and okay. uh, I, I want you to defend why this is your favorite. Dave, we're starting with you here. All right. Yes. Oh, it's a great song. This is uh, "Serious" by the Alan Parsons Project, which to me always reminds me of like not quintessential 1993 Chicago Bulls and from yeah. North Carolina, oh. six foot six. <laughs> and the place just goes bonkers. And I mean like the, the chills on the back. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I don't know his name. Whoever the PA announcer was for the Chicago Bulls in the nineties was mm. legendary. Mm-hmm. When he punched that Jordan call, that's it. I mean, you knew it was coming. Everybody, and how do you introduce the greatest player of our generation exactly yeah. like that? To me, it takes me right back there. The hair on the back of my neck stands up. I love that. It's that nostalgia factor. It's yes. Like that. That's exactly it. takes you to a place in time. Yeah. Well, Pete, you went a, a little bit of a different direction here. Let's hear what yeah. uh, your favorite was. Wow. All right, Pete, what do we got here? That stirs you up. That's a little Kenny Chesney, boys of fall. And he's talking about football. And he's talking about his days in East Tennessee and playing football and what it was in high school. And he's not, this is not professional. It's not college. This is high school football. It's Friday night lights, all of those things, the fresh cut grass and all those things that go into this. So the lyrics of the song are phenomenal. And I'm a huge Kenny Chesney fan anyway, but I just love it. And he, he did some great videos in that as well. I will say this about the Michael Jordan era, and I know we got to jump, but I'll tell you what, you are so right, Dave. And, and that one kind of, I, I missed out because <laughs> I lived through that. I lived in Chicago for all those victories and it was unbelievable. And Michael Jordan, you, you knew when you watched him, he was the best ever, not just of that era, but the best yeah. ever. And there's mm-hmm. still nobody close in my opinion because he took over games when he didn't feel good. And oh, by the way, we'll talk about load management. He played 80, 82 <laughs> games. In nine seasons, and the only times he ever was out was when he actually was hurt, not just sort of like, ah, I'm a little bit hungover. No, he played every single game. <laughs> so, so I hear this song that you've chose, and I yeah. literally, I don't know, Pete, did you have long hair when you were in college? I did. Did, did you? Always, I could see, I don't know if you're in the video, but Charlie, like, I see, 
Oh, like yeah. the low shot, the flag behind Pete with his hair flowing <laughs> and just like as you're saying it. gruff, gruff look and a tear coming down, right? Like he's just so into the moment. I, if you're not in this video, they should reshoot it. Yeah. Put Pete in there. I'm, well, in. I'm, uh, I'm in. I'm a little surprised. That, that's all I got for you. I'm a little surprised you guys didn't uh, go with this bad boy, though. Nothing. Super Bowl shuffle. Super Bowl shuffle. Yes. Oh, Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> the song was terrible. Yeah. But but the video was an A plus. I'm watching it. Oh. Yeah. So good. All right. By the way, Tim McMahon was awesome. <laughs> Ray Ray Clay was the public address announcer, I believe. At least that's what Wikipedia oh. tells me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a, a gentleman named Ray Clay in the '90s. Uh, just just yeah. one of the best. All right, let's step aside, take a quick break. We will wrap up the first hour. You are listening to The Huddle on 830-WCCO. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 